Welcome to the Media Bubble Podcast, the podcast that talks about all geeky media-related topics. I'm Karol, and he's Fredrik, and let's get this show on the road. In this episode, uh, we'll be touching upon the newly released Hocus Pocus 2. Um, yeah, kind of new released. I guess this is around one month old when this comes out. Yes, because this is our Halloween episode, if I'm yeah, correct. Yeah, our, our Halloween special. So welcome for the spooks and the scares. <laughs> and Carol wanted to watch Hocus Pocus 2 because apparently he has childhood nostalgia for the first one. Yes, that is true. I've, I, to be honest, when I watched the second one, I couldn't really recall the first one as good as I wanted to, but after watching them both, I can st- I still find appreciation for, for Hocus Pocus. Yeah, um, just so we m- make one thing sure is that when we watched this, we watched the second one first and then Carol went back and watched the original. Yes, because, I mean, as we talked before uh, recording, uh, I kind of wanted to have more context about what we've just seen. Yeah. So, Hocus Pocus 2, Carol. What do you feel about it? Uh, honestly, I kind of liked it. Uh, not even kind of, I enjoyed it. Uh, it isn't as good as the first one, sadly. Uh, there are some glaring faults that I would like to be handled differently. But overall, Hocus Pocus 2 is a very enjoyable movie. Yeah, it's enjoyable. I, I can, can agree, agree with that. I wouldn't say that it's... Yeah. It's not a masterpiece yeah. in, in any way. No, um, it, it's enjoyable. Let's see it like that. It'll turn off your brain kind of movie, I guess. Exactly. I mean, to summarize the movie, uh, the plot of the, se- of the sequel follows uh, Becca, our uh, protagonist, uh, along with her friend called Izzy. Up, up, up. That's not how the be- movie be- begin. It begins with the three witches as children. That's actually true. Uh, so we get some background information about the three witches, namely uh, how are their, how they were as children and how they got hold of the magic book and how they realized that they could, yes, use fantastical powers. Um, yeah, something that I became confused about is, is it just the older sister that can use magic? No, the other two uses it sometimes too, but in... In one scene, it was like, oh, we can use powers now. I think Winnie, which is the oldest sister, she is like a full-blown witch. And her sisters are her coven, but I don't feel like her sister's powers are as developed as her. Mm, no, she's, it doesn't seem like it. She's definitely the leader and de facto like the most powerful witch in the coven. Yeah, always when they walk, she's always in the middle, too. <laughs> that is true. Um... Yeah, but we've got we got to see them in 1653 Salem as yes. uh, three young girls. Exactly, and when you're 16, you were considered an adult. And since she was an adult, she, she was to be expected to be wed with someone she doesn't she didn't like. Um, through an argument with the village priest, uh, shepherd, or I don't know what his name was, and uh, they are cast out of the town, and they. Stumble upon a lone witch in the forest, grants the magical book. And then they yeah. go off and kill, just straight up burn burn the village, burn Salem, and kill people. Yeah. Or I guess they could. They were supposedly enemy. I guess they didn't kill him because his line continued. Yes, I mean. I didn't mean that they that they straight up killed someone because like they they just wanted revenge for them being cast out of the town. Uh, but... Well, I well, it's isn't one of the the big the big things with the Hocus Pocus one is that they k- kill young uh, children to keep to keep being young. Exactly. So for the power of magic, they lure young children, which is usually Sarah's forte, and they suck the life force out of them to live forever and be young forever. Uh, but the cycle breaks once the... So this is this is information from the first one. 
so the cycle breaks once one of the kids is kidnapped and their brother, uh, Binks, I forgot his name. So Binks, he rescues his little sister, or at least tries to. His little sister dies and he's turned turn into a, un, like, an immortal cat. And once his sister dies, he lives for 300 years until they return. Yeah. And and the, this sequel follows none, re, not really the original main characters. It's more the villains of the uh, original movie, which is these three witches. Yeah, which I think is actually kind of good, because this is what I wanted to see in the sequel, more of the standard sisters. Yeah, I guess they were the rememberable part of the original. I mean... <sighs> Are we, do, do, should we start talking about the characters? Yeah, should we continue with the plot first or? Yes, so uh, we move in to our main character. There's a time skip, Becca, and on her way to school she mentions Izzy and her estranged friend Cassie. Cassie is not hanging out with them because she got a boyfriend and the boyfriend is mean. Uh, and they're no, into cold, weird witchy stuff. I don't feel like the boyfriend is mean. I just feel, felt like he was stupid. I mean, he was. He it's, It is literally explained that he's just dumb. But the girls take it as he's mean to them and he's belittling them for being into witchy stuff. Yeah, I guess I guess both sides has a point. Yeah, there was this weird misunderstanding. Which is kind of a different vibe from the, from the first one. Because in that movie, a lot of people are freaking mean, man. Yeah, but uh, uh, there's a... I, f- I feel like there's a difference of how you make movies from 1990 Yes, definitely. Like, it had more edge. Yeah, films nowadays, like, old tropes, they're, they're trying to stay kind of away from them and make characters a little bit nicer, per se. But it kind of makes it so that all of the characters are, well... Flat. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta be honest. Of, of the three main um, characters, girl, girls, I didn't really see any particular character traits from uh, her the the two friends. Yeah, I mean, we have Becca is, I think, is the most developed. So Becca is sixteen year old witch with powers. She doesn't know that yet, but she has magical powers, and. Uh, yeah, she she is. She doesn't take shit. She's she likes what she likes. She uh, doesn't smile. She doesn't smile. She's kind of emo, but we like that about her. And she and she's passionate about her friends. So there's something here. But yeah. uh, and she it, has magic powers. And she has magic powers. So there's there's something here. But her friend Izzy, the one with glasses, I don't think she she talked about anything she liked besides magic. And I don't yeah. think she even did anything. Like, yeah, memorable. the thing, she was kind of just in the background. We don't really, she, she, her personality doesn't really get explored at all, to be honest. Which is a little bit disappointing, since there is this theme of of them being the new coven that will take over from the Sanderson sisters. So, and since the Sanderson sisters are such big characters, they have a big shoes to fill. And we don't have anything like that from Izzy. No, I, I guess they didn't have time to give her anything to do. <laughs> which, which it's kind of sad, but uh, uh, because in the first movie, a lot of the characters had a lot of characters. Like Max was just like a POS brother at the beginning, um, who, who was very disillusioned with Salem from moving from LA, from LA. Um, uh, his sister was just this smart-ass, uh, kind of know-it-all, but like kind of kind of adventurous little, little girl. And then we had uh, the, uh, his love interest. Let me see what her name was. Uh, Jenny. So Jenny was the love interest. And, no, Allison. Allison was... Or Emily. I don't remember. I think it was Danny. Who, Danny. Wa- who was it, Carol? Who was it? No, Danny was the sister... And Allison was the girl that Max had a crush on. And, like, Allison, she was, like, she was smart, she believed in witches, and she was, like, self-assured, and she take, didn't take shit, because she, like, she, she in, the, in the first movie, she was the one, like, doing the most of the fighting against the witches. 
Well, that wasn't confusing at all. <laughs> I just changed like the names 50 times. And if we're going to move on to other characters, let's talk about Cassie. Well, one thing that I just want to touch upon is that one thing that I feel weird about newer movies is that they, I feel like they try to be more realistic. But in, in some way they, they try so much that it becomes less realistic than the original in some kind of way. I mean, would, sorry, I keep saying I mean, even since you pointed out to me, I'm super conscious about that. Uh, I don't think this movie was trying to be realistic. No. In what way do you think it was, tr it was striving for that? No, not the witches, but uh, I guess the main characters. That they were more con con like contemporary? Actually, I don't know where I'm going to with this point. I, get, I gotta think a, bit, a little bit more about that. Let's just cut that part out and continue. No, 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 because I wanted to say uh, that once you look at the first movie, I think you could make the same argument, seeing that the characters were in 1993, that will also make them contemporary for that time. So I don't think there's, th there's that much of a difference between the two movies there. I don't know. I kind of feel, feel like in the region... Oh, in the original, it sounds like you get a bit more characters from them. But, yeah, I agree. There is more character to them. That's why I'm so disappointed with Izzy and Cassie. Well, um, well, let, let's continue. The two f friends who uh, get into a fight with the third friend because she's throwing a party. They're, they aren't... They have hadn't heard of it. They have some kind of tradition of going into the woods. Yes. So, uh, so Cassie is throwing a birthday bat like a party on Becca's birthday at the same time, and it's like, wow, Cassie, what a dick move. Well, they were invited. No, they weren't. That was the deal that uh, Becca and Izzy didn't invite Cassie, and Cassie didn't invite Becca and Izzy. Yeah, I guess the I guess the the lesson of this movie is you need to talk a, a bit more. <laughs> yeah, I think so too because like they were friends since they were little, but we're going into too much detail. Uh, as the story, as as we go scene by scene, we end up at the Sanderson house where we have a, a character called let me see his name, the proprietor of the shop. Of the of the of the of the magic shop. What was his name? It was Gilbert. Yeah, it was. So Gilbert owns a store which is situated in Sanderson House. He sells magic stuff. He sells like uh, crystals, books, spells, yada yada yada. And he tricks the girls into performing a ritual to bring back the Sanderson sisters. Yeah, and uh, he also recaps the original movie for little children. I think he does not only recap, he ties it back to it, because, like, we didn't see him in the original. Yeah, he also explains, the, or tried to explain, uh, a, vir a virgin has to lit the candle when they turn 16 year old. What's a virgin? <laughs> I mean, in the original, they really drive the point that Max is a virgin. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a bit weird, I feel, how would plot-driven that... In that is without even explaining what it really is. It was it was very humorous, but yeah, here it it ends up being Becca, and she she summons the sisters, and uh, and tries to trick them into them seeing them as witches, so so that they will not be consumed by them. So this confirms that Becca is a virgin. Exactly. Okay. Uh, they go into like Walgreens. And the, the witches begin... No, no, no. Let, let's explain a little bit more. They, they, uh, when they lit the candle and say some words, they tr they, the Sanderson sisters comes back and uh, they are first, firstly uh, um, talking about, should we eat these two children? No, we're not children. We're 40 years old. Oh, damn. And then they take them to Walgreens instead. Yes, which is amazing, <laughs> since uh, it's, I mean, it's the same kind of thing as in the original. I'm, I'm sorry I'm making so many comparisons, but it's, yeah, it's refreading the same grounds. 
the witches are introduced to something new, like uh, like the like uh, concrete or in this case beauty products. Um, and then we... uh, if if I'm being honest, this was maybe my least favorite scene of the whole films. Oh, this this isn't my least favorite. There's there's a scene later that that really. Yeah, but, in for me. yeah, but 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 I feel like the the trope of getting char- character characters that from are not from that age to react to new technology is kind of getting old. Ba-dum-ts. And that's kind of what these scenes are is are them reacting to doors that open by themselves, uh, I... beauty products and. Uh, and robots uh, that vacuum up. Uh, oh no! I thought I thought the Roombas were cute, but I agree with the doors. I don't know. It's just, it's not, it was not a fun joke. It I I I, I kind of like that they kind of made the witches eat all the beauty products because yeah, like that what makes you young. Stay young. Uh, and I like the shenanigans, but yeah, the the door joke feel, felt flat. I feel like. Hmm. So with some sa- or salt, uh, the two uh, girl uh, ex- escapes and uh, gets to uh, Gilbert's shop. Exactly. Where it turns out that, whoop de doo Mr. Gilbert tricked the, the girls into performing the ritual, fully knowing that the Sanderson sisters like ate and killed kids and that they probably be on the chopping block as well. So what the fuck? Like I don't feel like it's said enough that Gilbert like did an an oopsie what like a like a big oopsie whoopsie, and that was all kind of his fault. I, like I I also kind of feel like this is a a bit of a joke of, because he said says well no they're misunderstood they're re-. I mean yeah, they lampshaded the fact of yeah the, I can, the, I, can, I kind of feel like oh is this some kind of joke of how we're today always trying to. Um, Make make character that looks uh, e- e- that looks evil to be good in some kind of way. <coughs> Maleficent, <coughs> Cruella. Yeah, kind of. But I but I liked that. Yeah, I mean, no, they're they were not misunderstood. They're just evil. Like hmm. they're just they're just like they hold grudges. They just they're just children. messy. Yeah, they just eat kids. It's simple. Uh, but. Uh, so Gilbert is bound by a contract to help the witches out. Otherwise, he'll, he would just die. Like, sorry, like, that's what you get for messing with the witches. Yeah, uh, so uh, while while all the, the witches stuff happens, Gilbert gets a side plot where he gets this list of items to get for them. Uh, while at the same time, he is introduced to a zombie character. Uh, what was his name, Carol? Billy Butcherson. Yeah, Billy Butcherson, who um, helps Gilbert's, uh, Gilbert in his uh, chase for these items. More so, details later. So Billy was the lover of uh, Winnie, of Will, uh, Willie Fred. Uh, it's been kind of expanded upon in the intro sequence that they've only kissed. They, there haven't been like an actual romance between them, which... I mean, kind of cheapens the deal from the first movie because, like, yeah, they said, like, they were lovers. They loved each other. Which makes it so funny that he betrayed them later on. But here he, like, it's also funny because, like, wait, so he's alive? Why is he alive? But turns out he was just sleeping from the first movie. Like, once he woke up as a zombie, he just stayed there for, like, 50 years sleeping. 29. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I guess he has uh, had a lot of uh, time to dream. Yes, but it's just like, okay, I guess, I mean, we didn't resolve his anything. I, like, since the cat died in the first of the first movie, we just kind of, like, guessed that the zombie would also die since the magic is gone. But no, he was just sleeping all this time. Yeah. He was just sleeping and waiting for the sequel. <laughs> to be resurrected with, with, with as the movie uh, began into production. Yeah, uh, so um, the Sandersons gets a hold of uh, this uh, book, uh, or the the magic book. book. Yeah, they also trap the two girls in the basement, uh, removes the stairs, 
Uh, and with this book, they're trying to uh, make a spell that was forbidden for them, but now uh, the time has expired, apparently. Uh, not, so not, not really. It's, it's, it's just like an excuse to say that, I mean, we kind of promised we would never do it, but we'll do it anyway. Yeah, the, the, the time has expired. It's been 300 years. Um, anyway, um, so... Um, can well, we what, actually... what, what was I on? It, when you think about that, can I actually roll back the tape and talk about the intro again? Because, as we said, there was this witch that gave the book to the Sanderson sisters, right? Yeah. She's the one that made them promise to never use the spell. Mm. Because she was... Presumably, this is what happened, that she lost her coven because she presumably used this spell, but we, didn't, we don't know about that. Yeah. But... In the first movie, it's implied that they were given the book by the devil. Um, okay. Like, they straight up say, like, yeah, people say she got the book from the devil. And then the Sanders sisters, sisters are duped by a guy dressed in a devil costume. Like, oh, master, here you are. Like, oh, my God. So, is this a rewrite of the original material? Or is this woman the devil? No, I think it's a rewrite. Because, yeah, like, it felt, this movie felt less vicious, like, less death, less devil, less, like, evil worship, you know, more, more, more brand safe. More kid friendly. Exactly. It, it, it's weird, it's weird making a film more kid friendly if it's a sequel of the original that's popular with children. But is is it? But it, it's as you said. Like we don't make movies the same way we used to before. Mm. And well, well, movies always evolve and change. So yeah, that doesn't matter where you are. True, actually true. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that 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 witch never never returned in the movie as well. She kind of just gave them the book. Here you got magic powers, a magic book. See you. I mean, not. well, the raven at the end of the movie. Do you know the end scene as the girls are exiting the movie and we have the raven following after them? Mm. So the raven had red feathers and a symbol on its chest. So we can assume that was the first witch in a raven form following them. Keeping an eye okay. on Okay, but let's continue with... Uh, so they... Got this book, but as I said, they need some kind of t some things to um, do the spell. And one thing is the blood of their sworn enemy, uh, which they find in uh, one of the characters' uh, dad. Yeah, so it, there, there's like a subplot of Cassie's dad trying go trying to be mayor, and there's like flyers on the table, and has well, well he, is, he is the mayor too. He, he, he doesn't just try, he is the mayor, Carol. Oh, sorry. Um, well, I, 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 I thought that he was running for mayor. No, he was more running for apples. <laughs> Which is, can we talk about it? So the, the witches require the blood of the enemy to cast the most powerful spell. First of all, mm -hmm. I think it's super dumb that they didn't try to just regain their life. Because they had kids, they had every ingredient, had the book, but they said, no, we're going to actually kill the mayor, which I thought was like, yeah. you can do it afterwards. Yeah, the plot is not exactly the, the same as before. But at the same time, it could be explained from the first one, because in there as well, they had a lot of, like, at the end of the almost film, when there was this final confrontation at the graveyard, well... They kind of did specifically go after Max's little sister just out of just out of spite, just just to be petty, when they had other kids to choose from. So we can assume that they did it because they're just like being petty. But still, mm. like priorities, my ladies, priorities. Yeah, but it's also explained that they hold a, a grudge grudges for a long time. Yeah, I mean, what else can you do when you're dead? So 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 what about the apples? Why why? <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb it's it's like yeah he really likes apples so i'm gonna stand in like three times in line to get apples 
And that's how the Sanderson sisters can't find you. Is this uh, your least favorite? No, there's a worse. There's a worse scene. Oh, but okay, but it kind of just felt in the tone of your voice that this was it. I I, I kind of dislike that because it's just like it was just a way to like have the enemy of the Sanderson sisters, but not him get caught, and he's like he didn't do anything. I I think it's supposed to create a bit of humor of. How we can't get that apple. Like like one time when, when he actually actually buy, buys it, a, mo- a dancing mob comes in and, and he wants to join it and then his apple is gone. Can we also talk about how the mob did, didn't do anything? No, they kind of just danced. Yeah, because I think it was a reference to the I put a spell on you, you know, the scene from the original. Where yeah, sure. So Winifred kind of uh, mind controls the parents so that they will stay inside and not mess with their plans. So here they put on a, put on a show on a Sanderson Sisters lookalike contest and sing a song to charm everybody. And they say, "Yeah, now as you're controlled, go look for the mayor." Can can I can I say that one of that probably my favorite line of the whole film is when they are. Uh, getting into this competition which they don't even know what they are competing for for but they, they, can, they kind of say, say uh, I don't know what we're competing for for but we, we, we're sure are winning or something like that or I want to win yeah like uh, what we're about to win like I, they should have won I feel like the most best costume yeah well, I think one of the sisters even said uh, shouldn't we go uh, to uh, find the mayor no, we're winning. No, like we're winning. What are you saying? Like, <laughs> that I think and that's what n- I think that's what that makes them so fun. Hmm. And then they start, start to sing, sing. Which yeah. uh, I I gotta say that there's a l- more more singing in this film than I was expecting to be honest. How many songs were the, uh, were in this movie? Well, I guess two, three, maybe, but I uh, expected none, to be honest. Because the original had songs as well. It had three songs, if I remember correctly. Okay. And as was the case, they also tried to cut the songs away because it, they felt they would that would ruin the tone of the movie, but it kind of made them even better. Hmm. Uh, but I want to say, going back to the mob. Okay, so the mob is enchanted, they go look for mayor, they find the mayor, and what happens then? Well, the spell doesn't work anymore because they have found him. So, what was the point? A dance dance number. <sighs> Lord save me <laughs> from from these wretched sins of cinema. Well, anyway, our two main characters are using uh, magic to uh, es- escape the basement. And then they try to, and then they call the mayor so he can uh, uh, ruin Cassie's uh, party. Yeah, ruin Cassie's party, uh, and that he does in off screen apparently. While the two friends are trying to get to Cassie to wa- warn her about the three Sanderson witches can that are s- try- trying to get her blood. Can we just talk about how much it sucked that we didn't have an on-screen party scene with the girls? Okay. Because I felt like it, the movie was leading up to them crashing Cassie's party and trying to get her on board with the Sanderson sisters. And the Sanderson sisters just like ruining the party. But everything happens off-screen. Yeah, I guess that wa- that is one of the old tropes that you expect that they don't do. But in this case, I kind of wish they did because it just felt like we haven't we had one shot of the party, and then Cassie was free to do whatever she wanted until she was kidnapped again. Yeah, what what was her costume? See, even the the boyfriend was a football player, which I feel he's probably that normally, and uh, Cassie was dressed as a referee. A referee. A zombie referee. Yeah. And no, not if, not if, that if, original. If, if, if you could recall what you said to me at that time, could you repeat that maybe? No, because this is a PD um, uh, podcast, Carol. 
I mean, I, I kind of swear a lot, so maybe if that's the case, I'll, I'll try to lessen it up a bit. I, I made some uh, sex jokes, you can say. Yeah, I mean, as a referee, she, she, she knows her ways around. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, the, the, the party is... You know, she, she really has control over the ball. I'm giving you a yellow card. I'm holding it in front of your face. <laughs> One more and it's out with you, mister. I tried to avoid it, but you bait me to it, Carol. Let's continue. <laughs> So the girls call uh, that call Cassie's dad on her, and surprise! Once they go to her house, it's not like she's gonna be really happy to see them. Uh, and then no, they chase they around. Room, they just ruined the party. Yeah, which you didn't yeah. see. Like one one thing that I did felt was kind of weird was um, Cassie. Under this small time that they're trying to get to Cassie's house, the party. Uh, the mayor goes home, ruins the party, um, makes everyone go out, makes Cassie cleans, uh, clean up. While Cassie uh, in a scene cleans up and she still has uh, the dress uh, or the costume on. And then when they are playing on her door... Uh, She's she, already done. Yeah, she she has changed clothes, clothes and everything. Yeah, like, which which is another shame, like... At least let like let 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 there be a something of a party, like left. But no, like it feels like the party was only pretense to make conflict between the girls, and to keep Cassie away from the group, which sucks even more because then she's kidnapped and then she's even even less of the group. Yeah, it, we kind of talked about about this uh, in when when we watched it. But think about about being the actor that was cast in. Heh. Hello, you have been cast as one of the three main girls of our film in Hocus Pocus 2. Like, hooray! But, but you, I bet I'll get you, much screen time. Yeah, but you are barely getting screen time. Like, like you are a main character, but uh, screen time... Eh. But can I say, like, Cassie still has more character than Izzy. Like, Cassie has a boyfriend, she has a, like, overbearing dad... She, like, there's more to Cassie than to Izzy, because still, like, half of the movie, Izzy hasn't done anything significant. Yeah, I guess that's the, tra the trade-off. You get more character than this, even though she has more screen time. Like, I honestly think the movie would still work if you removed Izzy from equation. It would probably make it more interesting, actually. Actually, I can't... I, I, I can't... Can kind of believe it. They try to make something in the end of it, but yeah, you kind of has a you kind of have a point. Because like the theme kind of is your coven is your family and your friends are the power, so it would still kind of work if we instead of Izzy had more Cassie on screen and them reconcile at the end and be witches together. Hmm. Uh, so um. The dumb, uh, the dumb boyfriend uh, stupidly gets the Sanderson's witches uh, to um, her house, or Cassie's house. Uh, so uh, the three main girls makes up a plan of trapping them by salt, which uh, they succeed in. Yes. And, uh, and then they kind of stay in their garage. <laughs> and the dad yeah. is just not perturbed by this at all that he has three women stuck in his basement and I'm he goes just going to sleep. To, yeah, I'm just going to eat this cheaply bought apple and enjoy it. Like, I feel like in the original the adults, while still mean, acted like adults. They like didn't understand, like they were playing off like, oh, three witches are chasing us. But here, mm. Mr. Mayor has three women stuck in a salt circle in his basement, and he ignores that. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of adults in this, or parent adults in this film's film. No, there was just Cassie's dad. Yeah. And, and Izzy's mom was mentioned once uh, as Susan, I guess. Yeah. Which, I mean, there wasn't that, the, the, I mean, at least, if you count the bear scenes with the apple, which was one gag repeated m multiple times, 
then yeah, they were adults. It's just that it wasn't interesting. It was kind of cuckoo logic, but I I don't I I didn't mm. know what I expected. Yeah, so um, the three girls and the boyfriend uh, starts to talk and get their feelings out of why they fell out as friends and why the boyfriend kind of is uh, a jerk. Is, uh, is uh, stu- stupid and how he doesn't realize that he is. Uh, Kind of a jerk and how he gets this re- realization mo- moments that he just thought that he was making co- conversation. But I love that Cassie didn't say anything to him. Like she didn't even come with the idea like, hey, do you, these were still my friends. Why are you mean? Yeah. Like, what the, what the hell, Cassie? Like you, you, you're with this dude, right? You, you can talk about stuff. Hmm. You're with this dude all the time because you don't 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 spend that time with your friends apparently. Exactly, like you can even more talk to like he he. How old are they? Sixteen, like yeah, sixteen, fifteen, I guess. And then he faints, and we never see him in the movie again. Yeah, that 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 I felt was kind of weird. He just kind of faints, and we that was his last scene. Yeah, which is just. Another, like, Fred dropped, because I felt like if he kind of maybe got involved in the witch slaying, that would kind of repair the relationship between, the, the like, the, the, the gang altogether. Like, they would be friends. Yeah, that, that Gilbert scene that he gets in the end where he kind of comes ba- back in when everything is already done. I, th- I thought that he would maybe do something like that. But he didn't. Like, once he got all the ingredients... Just like the the jock, and just like the party, it's just like yeet it out of the picture, and that's done. Mm. Your story arc is done now. You can <laughs> you can be released from this movie. Yeah, exactly. Exit exit stage left. Um. So yeah, the, the witches kidnaps, uh, or maybe we should explain how they escaped from the salt. Um. Uh, these um. Ro- Vacuum, ro- vacuum robots that has uh, followed them throughout the film comes and uh, vacuums up the salt. So now the three Sanderson witches uh, kidnap Cassie who has their enemy's blood. Yes, so as you said, they no- they don't have Roombas, they have Broombas. They're, mm. they're, they're just those little two small pesky bro- like Roombas that act as a as a as a broom to fly on it's so cool um and then uh, and then the two friends come and re- rescue them or rescue cassie uh, she she uh, fully uses magic uh, uh, to uh, uh, create a shield for her and her friends yeah so so it kind of, I mean, we're kind of skipping a few story beats uh, to explain the biggest spell, the Max Magicus Maximus Magica. It requires it's it's supposedly a very dangerous spell for witches, and we in the end learn why, because once you cast a spell, you lose the thing that you love the most. Uh, since the sisters promised to never cast a spell, the magic book, which in this movie is sentient, which is also was in the in the first one. He refuses to give them the spell. And uh, there is this ongoing battle between the, the sisters and the, the kids for the book. Uh, and at the end, as they're fighting, like, guess who gets the book? Becca. Because she makes an argument to the book, like, you have a choice. You don't have to be with them. You can be with us to not cast a spell. Nevertheless, mm. the witches get, get the ritual going. And the, as they remember the ingredients... But the kids yeah. learn the price for the spell, and they go back to try to tell them. Yeah, the, the witches also try to get the book, but with the power of friendships, uh, friendship, they create a uh, big enough force field that they don't get through. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, l- let's just go with that. Uh, <laughs> so shenanigans happen with the power of friendship. Just like the Sanderson sisters, they power up the shield spell, and... Uh, they cannot do anything until uh, Sarah and the other one, what's her name? So Sarah and... Cassie? Uh, no, 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 no. The witch. Winifred, uh, oh, Sarah okay. and Mary. Uh, 
so Mary and Sarah start to get snapped, like Thanos snapped. They dissipate. <laughs> they don't feel so good. And no. Winifred finally learns that to be a most powerful witch, she gave up her sisters. Mm. Uh, there's and like... I, th th this, this comes to a scene which I don't really like, because it, it, with the music and how she, she starts to talk, they try to make her sympathetic villain, but... She, she has done evil shit throughout the whole film. You can't just do that movie. On the other hand, I liked it. It was one of the better scenes in the movie. Yeah, but you can't make a but person they're not who has to... been the vi villain in the whole film trying to m make her sympathetic. Why not? She's still a bad person. She's a horrible monster eating on children. But seeing through the first and the second movie, she values her sisters the most. And she finally lost them. And, like, this is... She gives up everything for her sisters. It's kind of sweet. Well, anyway. Yeah, so uh, she, uh, she... They they cast a spell that, uh, I guess, kills the witch. Yeah, so she... it's The wording is funny, but... It takes Winifred to where her sister are. Which is the afterlife. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops, we kind of killed the witch. Yeah, we kind of killed someone, which is, I mean, which is still, it, it, I mean, they kind of killed the witches, but it's still not as hardcore as the first movie, since they basically put them in a big industrial oven and turn on the fire, mm. and straight up just burned them alive, and you yeah. hear the screams and the, and the cassette player, like, screaming about a book. That sounds more fun. It, it, it was horrifying and amazing. I said fun. Uh, so yes, the the witches are gone. Uh, the the zombie is going back to sleep. Uh, no, Gilbert... no, he 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 also gets free. He kind it... of also gets to the afterlife. Does he? Yeah. Okay, I guess he does. Uh, Gilbert is not punished for baiting children into summoning literal demon spawn. Mm. Uh, and the three of them go after Mary Way. Just like the witches, as they're now like the inheritors of book. Yeah, they kind of just wa walk away on the street, and uh, that's kind of just how the movie ends. Feels like they could have been done a bit more with the ending, but anyway. I kind of wished we could see what shenanigans, what shenanigans they get it, get up to uh, once they have the spellbook. Yeah, maybe a third film can be made. Because they, this film, weirdly enough, has a post-credit scene. Yes, I mean this is not this is not a bad idea. What if the kids? What if Cassie, uh, Izzy, and uh, and Bella, uh, Becca, they get into so much shenanigans they have to call back the sisters to help them get out of it? Now, what if they do same mistakes as the witches? What if it gets out of control? Are are the the witches really the best ones to call upon in that case? They're the ones most familiar with the book, and the only witches they know. Well, there were, as you said, there was another witch uh, who kind of had had a raven form. True. So there's still, like, there's some plot threads I'd like to see. If there is a prequel. Yeah. Well, not really sure about that, but we also get, in the credits, they also make uh, a, a song. Or it was a song that you heard earlier in the movie, but it was the three actors that sang it, sang it in a studio, you can say. I think they also sang something familiar in the credit scene in the first one. But they sang, I put a spell on you. Mm. Um, so, uh, actually, uh, I wanted to talk about the scene that you liked the most and the scene that you liked the least. I've already talked about the scene that I dis disliked the most. It was the Walmart scene. So what scene, scene, like, what scene did you like the best? I don't know, actually. I got it. Can, can, can you, you talk about your scenes while I think about it? All right. So let's start with the worst. So once the witches are following Cassie's boyfriend to her house, they break in. And there's like a scuffle going on and they find an Alexa and they say, oh no, 
there's a lady trapped in this box and they freak out and I wanted to stop the movie and stop watching it. And? And that's my least favorite scene. Okay. It's, as I said, I, I'm kind of, as I said in the beginning, I quite enjoyed the movie. It's just that some late joke, some lame jokes didn't land. Uh, what I liked actually was either beginning when we got more information about about the Sanderson sisters, or exactly the plea uh, as they were, you know, try as Winifred was trying to go back to her sisters. I think my favorite scene of the film was actually when they, they, the two of the friends in the beginning of the film goes to the witch tavern and Gilbert has made it to a witch shop and uh, how how he kind of re retells the story of the original and kind of makes some lame jokes and yeah yeah that was I guess a, that's that was I a nice that's... scene. I guess that was my favorite scene of the films where was when they were there and exploring the shop, I guess. Yeah, and it also is it's a really nice callback because it not only ties the story to the present, it's like yeah, it's it's incredible to see the Sanders house like in use and be relevant to the story. Mm. Like I thought it would be demolished after the first one. Well, one thing that I feel, feel why, that we haven't really talked much about is actually the witches themselves who are kind of like the on all of the commercials and things like that. Mm -hmm. And there, you know, there are kind of the three witches are somewhat stupid, I gotta say. Uh, once the teenagers tells them something, like they are quickly to believe it. <laughs> like they were the the time where they tell tells them, oh no, we're forty years old. Oh, you are. And uh, there there comes up some other things like that too. But the, yeah, they're 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 kind of like the original, I guess. They're kind of uh, evil, but still wacky. Uh, yeah, yogi. silly. Yeah, silly witches. Yeah. So I I, I agree. I think they kept the same like vibe of the witches like they're still gullible they're still freaky they're still mean and okay not as mean they don't they don't tr threaten to kill everyone all the time uh they're they're less horny i felt like but okay. i enjoyed their performance i like uh who played willy uh, winifred uh beth midler yeah oh my god she slayed the performance like it was same, if not even better than... No, okay, not better, but it was equally as good as the first movie. Yeah, she... It it really felt like it, it was her and the two characters in the background. I mean, I still enjoyed Sarah Jessica Parker's performance, uh, which I find... Uh, yeah, like, I was shocked that she even played in, played in this movie. Yeah, there's... As, as we said, they're kind of as they were uh, n not as extreme, I guess, as the original. Uh, but uh, going more into the silly side, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, I also wanted to say uh, Whitney Peake, who played Becca, she was also, she, like, her performance, I, I felt it was quite believable for a girl, like, 16-year-old girl into witchy stuff to not be, like, hysterical about everything, but, like, she kind of sold Becca. I don't feel like I, I liked her. Okay. Uh, I mean, as much as we saw Cassie, I think uh, it was good. I think Izzy also played like the, the geeky friend, while Belissa Escabedo just kind of wish we see more of them. But was she? But was she geeky, or was that just how she looked? It's probably how she looked. Mm. Like I mean, she's probably geeky because she's into witchy stuff. I I kind of like the boyfriend character to be honest. Which which makes it so bad that we like I as I said I kind of wish he kind of reconciled with Izzy and Becca and maybe he would also be part of the witchy crew like he would at least help at the final battle, mm. but he was just like hoof like because if they spend time together he like then Cassie would be friends with both of them and and like 
they would have seen like, hey, she doesn't have to choose between the boyfriend and her friends. She can just be with everyone. We're trying to make a character here who yeah. is a boyfriend character who is not an asshole. Exactly. But, uh, but we still, but we still don't want him that much in the film. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah uh, I guess we're kind of getting over a time a bit so how did you feel uh, about the film in kind of an ending kind of sense I felt like if you like the first one you will probably like the, the second one uh, and I'm hopeful for a third movie which will have a bit more focus on the characters because now the sisters are gone we kind of want to see more of the main of the main trio. Uh, yeah, we kind of gone through that in the whole film. The, more than the witches, I felt like the other characters needed more personalities. Maybe um, the witches was kind of witty and fun, but I kind of felt like they needed to maybe be a bit more threatening. To be honest, yeah, a little bit uh, more mean and 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 dangerous. Yeah. They, they, they kind of felt like comic relief throughout the whole film uh, until the ending. It w- that was also the case in the first one. Yeah, so... I, I, I get that, but you never really felt like they were, do, they were doing anything really evil. True. Um, so, um, I don't know. I, as I said, it was kind of an enjoying film. So I would probably give it maybe a 6 out of 10. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't that good either. Uh, I'm gonna go with 7 out of 10, saying that I enjoyed it, I could probably watch it again. I probably will, uh, but there are some flaws and there w- there is some missed potential with this. Between 7, 7, seven and a half. I really like the film's vi- visual look at least. Oh yeah, this was a treat. Like, a lot of the uh, like special effects were yeah, like physical effects. Mm. And uh, and the magics, it didn't feel yeah. like so much CGI was involved. It, it kind of also reminds me of just how good looking films are, are nowadays too. Yeah, like because aesthetic, like aesthetically, just whole movie was very nice. Like no, not nothing. It nothing felt like really cheap, just campy, good fun, but high quality. Yeah. So, I guess that was our episode of Hocus Pocus 2 and our Halloween special. Carol, exactly. can you do the outro? As always, thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it as much as we have. Don't forget to follow, hit that bell icon, or follow us on socials like Twitter. See you again in the next episode, and have a wonderful day. Goodbye. It kind of started as a vampire and then I felt like you mixed warrior into it. I kind of lost the thread at the end, I'm not gonna lie. But have a wonderful day! Goodbye! Ha 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 ha!